This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Yik Yak Studios in Chicago, <laughs> this is Cognitive Dissonance. I'm on both podcasts now. <laughs> With Full partner. Don't take my word for it. Uh, <laughs> you can find that truth on a Yik Yak. <laughs> I am part of the show now. Full time. Yeah. People who tried to escape. Nice try. Every episode we blast anything gets in our way. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> uh, we bring critical thinking, Eli, and skepticism <laughs> to any topic that makes the news. Which may be actually mutually exclusive. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Sure. Makes it big. Or is Jewish. Or makes us mad. <laughs> it's skeptical. It's political. And there is no lack of hate mail. This is episode 371. <laughs> Of cognitive dissonance. And we are joined, if you didn't catch it, by the inimitable, thank God, Eli Bosnick <laughs> from such shows as <sighs> Citation. He did the very best thing that he's doing these days. God awful movies, Skeptocrat, and Scathing Atheist. Eli. He's also got a blog. He's got a blog. What is I've also, forgive I also me because I love Thank your you. blog. What is the name? Your what is the name? Because I only I just linked to it. I, the Invisible Blog. The Invisible. That's why I never see it. Yeah. It's just that was a good joke, right? That's right, right? Yes. Yeah. Is it, is it named after? It. Is it named after Wonder Woman's jet? Yep. Because <laughs> nobody cares, and it's kind of useless. No, it's it's named that because I've I've had the blog for five years. There's five years of backlog on the blog, and it was just sort of a journal slash collection of thoughts and poetry. And then I, in my infinite egotism, was like, I should ask people for money for this. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, people are supporting that terrible habit. So. I support wow. that habit. It's the worst. I'm totally a patron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting money from one pocket into another pocket. We're in business together. It's yeah. foolish. All right. Woo. Well, uh, we wanted to have you on uh, because we have low standards um, for both <laughs> friendship and for professional relationships. <laughs> so I'm here we wanted to challenge Michael J. Wood to a fight. You... Oh God! Oh my God! He's Holy a pussy. Shit. I mean, like he strikes oh. me as the kind of person who, like, one round, I could just totally take him out. That's oh. what I'm really here <laughs> to oh explain. Tweet that at him. Just let I me know. I haven't. I I've met you both in person. And I will say, <laughs> while you do probably outweigh him, <laughs> that, man, that, man, that man would pick your his teeth with your bones. I am not a small guy. I outweigh him. Yeah. I wouldn't fight Michael Wood for fucking money. No. no. That guy. No shit. No. He that guy looks no. mean. He, he just is. Looks, you're just he like, would, oh, <laughs> you're going to kick the shit out of me. Like, you're just going to kick. He's just always in a state of like in between the last time and the next time. 
he kicks the <laughs> shit out of someone. I tweeted it. He tweeted a thing and I, I messaged him and I was like, hey, actually, you got this wrong. And he was like, I don't got fucking shit wrong. And I was like, you're totally right, man. I don't know what you're talking about. so stupid. I don't know why uh, I felt. He's got like a tattoo of all the people he killed on his eyelids. <laughs> it's fucking. Uh, he's the kind of guy who'd like rip the fucking skin off your body and feed it back to yeah. you. You know, he's just like, oh, everything's good. He, he left his hoodie in our in our uh, studio. studio. He came up, he left his hoodie in our studio and that is something that, you know, we would have probably put on Gary and put outside and taken pictures I of. I FedExed that fucking we thing. FedExed it back. We didn't even do anything to it. We're just like, no, no, no. Just, just, no way. We no. would never mess with your clothing, sir. <laughs> Here you go. I would have tried it on you. to see if I got yeah. powers. Yeah. I would have tried it on and I gone mean, for a deadlift. I couldn't fit into it at all. Oh, it was like a schmedium or something. So I don't know. Funny. But he's, he's a terrifying individual. Yeah. So we did we did want to talk to you about uh, about Trump and his transgender tweets. Well, he didn't tweet about being transgender. He, he but. tweeted. Why don't we read his tweets just yeah. so we have it? Can we pause before we read his tweets? Because I want to talk about the fact that he tweeted. I want to talk about the fact that the president of the United States is using fucking Twitter as a way to announce a policy shift with respect to the fucking military. It, it is such a grossly inappropriate medium to do this that he was unsuccessful in doing it. Yeah. Right? Because it's 140 characters. He couldn't squeeze out his fucking pea brain sized thoughts into 140 characters. It's fucking three tweets. It was three tweets. It's three three tweets. tweets. It is a grossly inappropriate medium just, just to start off with. He can't even pick the right medium to convey his hateful message. He can't even. It's like... It's like burning a fucking rubber cross, you know, like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? This is not how this works. It's all fucking sloppy and doesn't hold shape. You can't even fucking hate properly. <laughs> you shithead. <laughs> all right. So let me let's read. Let me read quick. it. It says, uh, after consultation with my generals and military experts, please be advised that the United States government will not accept or allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. Our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs and disruption that transgender in the military would entail. Thank you. He did have a spot. He did have eight characters left for a thank you at the end. What a That's piece nice. of human which fucking nice. garbage. Which is man. nice. Please be advised, by the way. Like a fucking, like a, like a fire drill. Please yeah. be advised. <laughs> right. I'm Please a transphobic the piece of shit. store is closing shit. in five minutes. Please right. take your final purchases to the counter and fuck them. I- <laughs> Go to that little place with the lasers that we're replacing all the meth heads with. And just... <laughs> Wipe your stuff over the bag like a goddamn servant. I hate that thing. So after consultation with my generals and military experts, you're not going to allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity. Cook. They can't be the cook. They can't be a logistics guy. Right. And it's that's because the reasoning because... Our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory. That's a weird thing to say. Decisive and overwhelming victory to me, it's a little Hitler-esque. I don't it's know. Why. North Korean, it's, right? just, it's just it's a, a little, little North weird. Korean. I also feel like it's incredibly weirdly redundant. Like, could you have an overwhelming victory that wasn't decisive? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we overwhelmed them in our victory. Was it decide did, did it decide the issue? Well, it was. An overwhelming victory. Yeah, fuck it. Of course it was. 
Of course, you had 140 characters and you still chose to be a redundant piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. stupid ass motherfucker. And yeah, that please be advised. I feel like everything you say is you advising me. You yeah. don't have to start off with, oh, hang on, he's going to advise me. You're the fucking president of the United States fucking tweeting out a policy right. shit. And it's not, by the way. I'm fucking it's, advised. Like, that's not a power yeah. he has, by the way. That's This is not a thing. He's not like, I declare, he, despite r slash the Donald, he's not the king. So this, now there has to be paperwork and shit and people have to do, but like, so please be advised. I'm wrong. Please be advised. This is, I wish he tweeted out his fucking vision board for us, but you know who else this doesn't sound like it should be coming from a fucking draft dodger. You know, you know, who shouldn't tell anybody who can serve in the military? Someone whose bone spurs kept them at military camp for fun, boys. <laughs> you know, like what? I, and I read a number of things. It's like, what are we, like? There's already transgender people in the military. Are they, what are we doing with those guys? Like, and, and like, what if you find out? What if you're serving? And like the logistics here are not even established. It's a, a lot of the criticism I read about this was that it's terribly unclear. Because it doesn't address the people who are already in sure. that are out and trans. It doesn't address the people who might enroll or enlist in the military and then come out or discover or, you know, whatever their, you know, uh, trans identity. You know, I don't know what the fucking proper terminology is, so forgive me. Um, it doesn't it doesn't really address the house. It's not it's a terribly impractical rollback of an existing, uh, you know, policy with respect to how trans people are or are not allowed to serve in the military. It's just, this is not how policy is done. This just isn't how this no. is done. What is it supposed to mean? You're not allowed to serve in any capacity? Why not? Why not? Why can't you serve in a logistics role? Like, even, if, even if you were to buy, and we'll talk about it, even if you were to believe the spurious bullshit argument that a combat role was somehow a role that a trans person fits less likely into or would be less likely to, you know, the the number of combat versus support roles, there are many more support roles in the military than there are combat roles. Am I supposed to believe that, like, a trans person can't be the fucking supply clerk? Why the fuck not? You know, buy whatever the fuck they want. Like, oh, I can't source tires because I'm trans? What the fuck is wrong with you yeah, people? Well, I mean, so let's let's address the arguments, right? Because un unfortunately, like, here's the thing. We have sort of a choice. The first is like we can sit here and feel really great by the fact that like, of course we fucking hate Trump or we can talk about the fact that like, this is something our community has been a tremendous part of this transphobic, uh, you know, devil's advocate attitude. That's the cancer of the skeptic community right now. We, we can pretend like, like the skeptics don't have anything to do with this, but the truth of the matter is like, I got people on my fucking Facebook wall right now who are asking me about the cost of Viagra versus the cost of transgender soldiers. So this is just, just to address those arguments, right? Let, let's not pretend that they're being honest, but just to address those arguments, um, there's a, a person, Alex Stewart. I don't know who this person is, but they actually put together a little post. Uh, and in it, they put it this way. And, and the first thing uh, that, that everyone has come to the defense of this thing is, is the idea that like, it's just expensive to have trans soldiers on the field, that like paying for their operations is somehow super duper expenses and expensive and it would increase the cost a tremendous amount. And that's why he's really doing this. And it's also a, to his base and that whole Scott Adams, he's a master manipulator bullshit, right? Okay, so 
according to Rand, if uh, admitting transgender soldiers may increase costs between 2.4 and 8.4 million, but that's a tiny fraction of the overall budget. It's likely to have little impact on the six billion we already spend for soldiers' health. It's at most 0.134%. And to put it another way, we spend 84.24 million dollars on erectile dysfunction drugs for soldiers and vets in 2014. All right, and that's according to the Military Times. So the the expense argument doesn't work. Uh and then the next argument of course is the idea that like trans soldiers are somehow worse soldiers than non trans soldiers and and uh, the prominent example of this to point out is is obviously the one that Dave Rubin tweeted out uh, uh I'm going to find out find the tweet exactly um Dave Rubin tweeted out this thread and and this is what he ha- had to say about it on the day Trump announces that trans people can't serve in our military he t- he tweets this out powerful thread try reading without judgment just for what it is and it's by at jr salzman right This is what this guy has to say. I served in Iraq in 2006. For the first five months, I was on a 12-man firebase out in the middle of nowhere in the desert. Every day was Groundhog Day. Wake up and do the same patrols, the same shifts. Every single day, it was so damn hot, 150 degrees in the gun tracks. Tracer fire would go overhead occasionally at night. IEDs on the road were a daily threat. We got resupplied food every eight days. QRF was an hour away after they made the minimum three gun truck rule after the guy got kidnapped. Life got harder. The stress of being out there and doing the same job every single day eats away at you. The younger guys had problems with overtime. Any tiny personal issue they had suddenly became a mountain and that shit came out on that firebase and they snapped mentally after stepping on each other's nuts living in the same can for five months. Guys were at each other's throats. The stress made it worse. Guys would literally snap over a Dear John letter. Their personal issues came out and they were instantly combat ineffective. Now take someone confused about whether they are a man slash woman. Okay. Take those. (laughs) Go ahead. I just want to say that's not what a transgender person is. Yeah, right. That is not what a transgender person is. I just want to point that out. Okay, continue. Yeah, well, I love it. He sets up, look, and normal guys, the people, the normals, the ones who aren't all broken, they would just fucking shit themselves and smear themselves in it because it was hot outside. But now, <laughs> now you take someone who doesn't know if they have a penis because they never reached down into the downy there. So, listen, <laughs> listen to what this guy says. Now take someone confused about whether they are a man slash woman. Take those psychological and emotional issues and put them in that environment. Take someone who is right off the bat not uniform or part of the same team give them special treatment because of their identity what's special take that per- yeah special treatment you know they get ice cream they get ice cream <laughs> right, who's Actually, trans it's so no, it, Larry. a lot of people don't know this but like the tracer rounds bounce off of you if you're trans <laughs> yeah like they just you can just you can catch them in your teeth like Chung Ling Su it's just it's amazing like, it's like out in paintball you go like no 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 I'm trans I'm trans I'm trans and they don't shoot you <laughs> It's a whole thing. Cease fire! So, yeah. Take that person, put them in a stressful war environment, and watch what happens. It's a fucking ticking time bomb. 
You have to be incredibly tough mentally, physically, and emotionally. That's true. You do have to be those things to be trans in America filled with, oh, no, no, no. he's talking about war. Sorry. He's talking about war, the thing we've been able to do since we were cavemen. He's, he's talking about how hard war is. I thought he was talking about what it's like to be a trans person in America surrounded by bigots like this. But no, he's talking about war. They're literally the easiest job in the world, which is killing your fellow man. It's a thing that animals can do. But no, no, he's talking about war, not being trans. Okay. War... Is, is not a fucking video game. Unless you're a drone pilot, in which case it now literally is a video game. But he, he probably doesn't mean that. Sorry. Sorry. It tests every ounce of your being. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I didn't go to war. I'd have to ask if you, if you went to war, write in. Let us know how many ounces of your being were tested. 21 right. grams. Here we go. We have some more. He's got, he's got some more lies coming up. Uh, you can't teach someone to be a fearless warrior in a fucking PowerPoint. You either have all it or the you people don't. at West Point are like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Uh, we're wasting a lot of time here, guys. Oh, so <laughs> man. I got some bad news about <laughs> air warfare. <laughs> oh, he probably thinks the Red Baron's coming for him. So, and then he says, you either have it or you don't. You can hack it or you can't. We had guys who couldn't. When faced with combat situations, they crumbled. They had mental and emotional issues. They were a liability. So yeah, it just doesn't matter if you're trans. Just some people aren't great at war. Okay, he's going to tell us how to be successful at war. So lock this in, guys, because I, I personally am very excited to hear J.R. Salzman's opinion on how to be successful at war. Because, you know, I've studied some of this, like, five rings and all that, but I'm really interested in, in J.R. Salzman. To be successful at war, you have to become a warrior. <laughs> Mentally. That's Hold on, fair. I gotta write this down. That's fair. Yeah. To war, Mentally, be warrior. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally, physically, and emotionally, you can't fake it and go through the motions. Uh, strong disagree. You can't fake it yeah, till you, you can make fake it. almost anything, yeah. actually. Because it, it's in war, if it comes down to kill or be killed, and you hesitate. Wait, wait, wait. You're in war, when does it not come down to kill? <laughs> I just if when you're the supply clerk, like, yeah, right. Like <laughs> if it comes down, it's like hey, we're gonna kill you. But what about if we kill you? I hadn't thought about that. Uh -huh. I hadn't uh -huh. thought. Well, it, uh -huh. it doesn't come down to kill or be killed if you both have a jack at the same time. <laughs> then you got to eye. Okay, if you hesitate, you're dead. Mm. It's as simple as that. It's not a fucking video game. It actually, again, it is a video game for a tremendous amount of the warfare that we're conducting now. But that's it's okay. Sorry. War is no place for people who are mentally, emotionally, or physically confused or in turmoil. To be fair, you I've been physically confused zero times. That doesn't mean anything. And we do do a host of psychological testing to make sure our soldiers are crazy as shithouse rats before we send them into battle already. <laughs> that's Don't we do that? No? No, that's we do. No, I get confused. That's after yeah. they get back you and then they're crazy. He says, you have your shit together or you don't. And if you don't, you'll just get people needlessly killed. Political correctness has absolutely no place in the military. Oh, there it is. There it is. There Good it for is. you. And it's funny because he, he just finished telling us that there's no place for people who are mentally confused in the military, but he's confused. It's funny because his <laughs> his mental capacity is la okay, anyway. <laughs> And this this is the this is the fuck you you can't criticize me tweet. Are you guys ready? This is why I'm a bad person. So at the end, later when the show comes out and people are like, funny that Bosnick, who's never served a day in the dirt to be an American, they just <laughs> rascal over to their iPod and they turn off your show forever. So here's here's the tweet why I'm a bad person for criticizing ideas, right? Enough for now. This one-armed veteran has a business to run. <laughs> 
I'm so, unlike uh, it gets I'm better. Selling American flags to veteran bald eagles <laughs> and unlike, a NASCAR race. <laughs> it gets better. Unlike Iran, the country that took my arm. Iran? <laughs> Iran? The country? Iran? Wait, what? Iran? Did he steal something in Iran? <laughs> <laughs> they got the chopper off machine. What did he? That's what happened. What the fuck? Iran? He's a Muslim thief. He's not even sure did, where he served. Like, uh, did he say I ran for real? Yeah. Really? Yep. Unlike Iran, the country that took my arm. Nom, nom, and here's nom, the best nom, part. Give me your arm. You ready? Un. Unlike Iran, the country that took my arm, Obama didn't pay me millions. Wait. Unlike Iran. Unlike Iran, the country that took my arm, Obama didn't pay Obama me millions. Obama didn't. Because Obama wait, gave did, Iran millions thought, of dollars. Is that three separate thoughts? For No, it's, it's, it's one thought. See, unlike Iran, the country that took <sighs> my arm. But that didn't take his arm, way, though. In case you're wondering, how could it, who's Iran? How could they take his arm? We haven't had a conflict with Iran. Well, Obama paid them to take his arm. Just Millions. his? Just, like yeah, his apparently. arm was worth, Like the actuarial tables don't support this. I don't feel like <laughs> losing Obama, his arm. This is where the Obama, spending's going. Obama comes with a big briefcase and he sets it down. He's like, show me the arm. <laughs> <laughs> Give me J.R. Saltzman's arm. Just like a giant fucking paper cutter. Like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I'm a one-armed small business owner veteran. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I got a fucking black lab and 2.3 kids. My wife is pregnant right now with a blonde-haired, blue-eyed boy. Dear God. I, I, I listened to something today. Um, the Because the military is so large, it is the largest employer of trans people in the world. Um. Because, well, I, I mean, of course, it's probably the largest employer in the world, I would imagine, maybe. I know the U.S. government is. Yeah, so so that's a possibility that the, the, the reason why is because the trans, the trans community is then, if it's represented in it. But the other thing, too, is, um, you know, because of the ability to have health insurance and, you know, to be able to, you know, do this sort of, you know, gender reassignment and things like that, there's a, you know, I think people might choose the military when they might not uh, uh, other times because there's benefits to it, right? You get a chance to, you know, have this health insurance. Sure. And so, uh, so they may be choosing the military that way. But I, I listened to something today where this person was saying that before Obama changed the rules and trans people couldn't openly serve, this person was a, it was a, it was a trans man. So sure. born a woman, mm -hmm. now a man, he was so afraid to be called he in public with his boyfriend or his girlfriend, I think. I think he said his girlfriend. I don't remember. Maybe his partner. Let's his just partner. say his yeah. partner. Uh -huh. That he would ask his partner to change his pronouns in public. In public? Oh, man. Because before it was... Because he, he, he knew that he would get in trouble for it. Sure. And... Imagine trying to live that life, right? That this has nothing to do. Being trans has nothing to do with how you do your job. Yeah. It has literally nothing to do with nope. how you do your job. You know, I was just looking at something a few moments ago, and it's about 15% of the military is combat. About 15%. The rest of the military roles are non-combat positions. So even if you bought in, and I don't, and we should talk about it, but even if you bought in to J.R. Saltzman's arguments that, you know, in some fucking dirt-filled foxhole somewhere, 
a trans person would somehow be less psychologically stable and less psychologically yeah, stable is, people are a, a, a detriment to a fighting yeah. force. But even if you were to believe that, you still have 85% of the roles in the military to fill. Sure. That are non-combat. So even if you believe the combat readiness of a trans person was somehow questionable, Trump's statement that they will not be allowed to serve in any capacity yeah. still denies them, d- denies these folks 85% of the opportunities in the military. And for, for what again? Well, and, it, and it's based on it's based on fallacy over fallacy, right? I mean, a, a a casual reading of On Killing by Dave Grossman, which is, by the way, like the most complete study of military killing and military destruction and how it affects the mind and that kind of stuff. Uh, we're not good at killing. Human beings are the worst at killing. We're terrible, right? They, they shoot wrong. They shoot high. We're naturally inclined not to kill people. Less than 1% of our soldiers shoot straight. When you ask them to shoot, we have specific training exercises designed around people, you know, at being not able to shoot at other human beings. And I, I recommend the book on killing by Dave Grossman. It's really good. So the idea that like there is a special extra set of mental capacity that makes you better at killing is A, untrue, right? It's an untrue prospect to start out with. But the idea that trans people are any worse or better at it is is nonsense. It's total nonsense. It's unstudied, unscientific bullshit based on the idea that trans people are mentally ill or otherwise confused. Well, we already like we already allow. I mean, I'm sorry, but like I, I know some fucking military personnel and they're not the fucking most emotionally and psychologically stable folks I've ever met. Right. So it's not like we have a policy called we will only allow emotionally and psychologically stable people in the military. There's not a battery of tests to stop you from going in if you're not strong enough. Can you do some fucking squat jacks? Sure. I got this. All right. Here's a grenade. (laughs) (laughs) It might be somewhat more stringent than that. But let's let's not pretend that we have. You know, that we are that we, we've got some kind of screening process sure. called only the most emotionally and psychologically stable people are our military. And there's plenty of fucked up people that join the military. Yeah, there's plenty of people that, that are fucked up or not fucked up in the military then fucks you up like the fact that you're trans doesn't have any relevance here as if that evidence weren't enough. And honestly, if the if that evidence weren't enough for you, then it's not about having an honest conversation. You're, you're just like be, I could be like, here, look, I invented all the data and you'd still be like, so no point there. But like, you know, when you look at Staff Sergeant Logan Ireland or the woman who is part of SEAL Team Six, who's a veteran who's come out against these kind of things. SEAL Team Six are pussies, though. That's yeah, just, exactly. Just not combat ready. I would like to fight this woman and Michael Wood at the same time, <laughs> please. I would like to. And Logan Ireland, all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, look up these people. You know, you got members of SEAL Team 6 who are trans coming out, you know, who are American heroes. And and look, there are members of our armed services who are absolutely heroic, who have been and continue to be heroic. And these cases prove that it's got nothing to do with being trans, right? Logan Ireland and then the woman sure, who's... Sure, sure. Yeah. So it's 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 just it's a ridiculous argument. There's this there's this idea, and I know you guys have all heard it, that like for the longest time with Trump, it's like, ah, he doesn't really believe what he says, right? That was the I I know you guys have heard oh, that yeah, shit. Yeah. Like it's like, ah, he's just playing everybody, he's manipulating everybody. This is a ploy, this is a strategy. And it's and and I and I gotta say, like, so what if it is? Even if that's true, I'm not sure it is. I don't, but I, what I, what the conclusion that I've come to is 
What fucking difference does that make if this is a ploy or a strategy? If I'm willing to burn your fucking house down, not because I don't like you, I still like you just fine, but I'll burn your house down because I got a way to collect your insurance money, right? Then, then the fact that I still love you doesn't fucking matter. I still burnt your fucking house down. Like I'm still a bad person. Our actions matter. Our actions matter so much more than our words. Our actions are the only things that define who we are in the world. Nothing else makes a fucking difference I wanna, but what we do. I want to jump in real quick, though, because, you know, you and I talked in the past about, you know, you shouldn't be a felon forever, right? You shouldn't be a felon forever. Yeah, and we right. talked uh -huh, about that in uh -huh, the past, yeah. right? You know, your actions do dictate who you are. Right. But so do you being contrite about your actions, right? He's never going to be sorry that he said this. Yeah, he'll never. He's he'll never, never going to apologize this. for yeah. this. And he's never going to try to change this. Mm -hmm. This is who he is. Yeah. You know, we talk about, you know, you, you know, whether or not you're you, if you were a felon in the past, like, you know, like, can, can you be a, a changed person? Yes, you can be a changed person, but but you have to step down that road. Yes. But there are also and we've talked about this before. There are also some crimes that are not forgivable. There are some crimes you don't get to come back from. Right. I do believe that too. Sure. You, you, Scooping across. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That is not a crime. Scooping that is across. a requirement Scooping of good across. Moral exactly. Yeah. Two, Fuck votes. Yeah. Fuck Two you. votes. Two votes. I'm on the show now. <laughs> Permanent part. <laughs> Fuck both of you. Fuck you. Three-way partnership. <laughs> Best friends. God damn it. <laughs> Two to there, one. There are some crimes, you know, this is gonna get let's let's not pretend anything else. This sort of shit is just another, this is just another brick in that wall that gets people killed. Right? That it really is. People will. People will feel emboldened to pick on, to marginalize, to damage trans people. Trans people will continue to be the fucking whipping boys of a larger, broader community because people will feel like they are empowered now yeah. to be weird and shitty and mean-spirited and bullied. And this will end lives. People will die. I got to tell you, there's no amount of contrite that matters when somebody's dead. Yeah, like right. There's no like... Oh, because I, I, I do believe that. Like, you're not a felon forever. Well, I'll tell you what, though. If you fucking rape somebody, you are. You're a felon forever. You never come back from that. For me, like, you're. It, we, I don't sure. care how sorry sure. you are. Sure. I don't care. Sure. You get somebody killed, I don't care how sorry you are. And this guy doesn't even have the good sense to try to be sorry for that. And people will die from this. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and yeah, and, and to add to that, like, and I've talked about this on other shows, like, one of the reasons why this stuff is so important to me is I was a bully, right? Not a physical bully, because look at me, but I, I, was, an <laughs> I was an emotional bully. Yeah. And, and that's with me every day. Yeah. That is with me every day. And if I if I sit down and I go, oh, you know, that's who I uh, was, but now I'm Mr. Social Justice and I'm so nice and I've got all these love letters from people telling how much they like my show and how much it means what I say. No, 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 no. I remind myself all the time that you can't take back the hurt, right? You can't put the feather, you know that story about you can't put the feathers back in the pillow. Right, it's it's an old rabbinical story about that this sounds woman. Jewish as hell. Yeah, it really. It's does. super. You it's super. You just Jewish. pick up the pill. Uh, at the end, at the end of the story, do you stomp on a glass together right. or something? Yeah, how many pretty much? Yeah. <laughs> how many golems <laughs> does it take to get to the center of the pillow pop or whatever? That's yeah. <laughs> a that's a weird porn. I mean, get into it, but it's a weird porn. But yeah, I mean, you can never. You can never put that back. You can never unbreak the people you break. You can never yeah. unhurt the people you hurt. And that includes playing devil's advocate. 
That includes playing host to bad poisonous ideas, right? It's not just because, right, here's the thing. People like to throw their hands in the air and go, I'm just asking questions, right? But if the question you're asking is whether our friend Ari Stillman deserves to serve in the military or whether, you know, we have a mutual listener who I didn't ask permission to use her name on air, but she is a member of the military service and she cannot be out as trans when she serves. And we've, we've both met her. She's come mm-hmm. to our shows. She's one of the most kind and wonderful and caring people. If the questions you're just asking are whether or not she deserves to have her job whether or not she deserves to live her life openly and freely, then you're a fucking bad guy, right? You're a, f- and I, I'm really, really fucking tired of hearing excuses for these people, right? Excuses we wouldn't, if I subbed in the tweet of nine out of 10 of these secular assholes, when I call them out with Joel Olstein, I'd get 9 million likes and 85 million comments being like, yeah, fuck Joel Osteen. And I'm like, oh no, Richard Dawkins said that. And everyone's like, whoa, hey, <laughs> Richie boy is good. No, let me explain what he meant. What he meant was what he meant, you see, you got to read it backwards. Do you have your decoder ring? You have your atheism decoder ring on? Because that's what he meant. But, you know, like, I want to stop you because that's a, that's a fucking Trump thing. Like, this is never before in history that, that I can recall have I heard so frequently. Well, I think what he meant was what he is trying to do is there is this idea that, like, from the outside, we can deduce his his motivations that that Trump's as if we cannot take him seriously as if the actions and the words that he uses for some reason somehow are not to be trusted even by the people that fucking support this guy well I don't even think it matters I don't care what he meant was what did he do what did he say what did he say yeah like what did he what like I well I meant well I don't fucking care this is what you did right and this this and again, this applies to secular voices as well. Is I'm, you know, all of a sudden these, and again, I, I just used Richard as an example. I, I'm not actually talking about Dawkins. I'm just saying it could be anybody. Use any, you, Eli Bosnick, right? It, you know, we have these people, these secular leaders, right? These people who are in position of secular leadership, who when you say atheist to some guy in the middle of the country, they think of this guy or girl, sure, right? Right. If you say atheist, people think Dawkins and Harris and Marr and all those people and people make up. They jump through all sorts of hoops, but we know they're good communicators. How come they're allowed to be bad communicators? All this, How come Trump means what he says when he's a straight shooter? But then all of a sudden we have to decode him like it's fucking Ovaltine time when he says something like this. Or we have to decode these secular leaders. Oh, what they're actually because they're playing devil's making. Everything. Yeah, because it's, it's excuse making. Excuse they've, been doing, they've been doing this for, for centuries for uh, to millennia with the Bible, though. You know, it's like sometimes it means what it says. You can't you can't be gay because we'll fucking stone you to death. And that's right. a real thing. But sometimes he speaks in parables because it's a pick and choose society because it's always been pick and choose. Yeah. It's always been, we're going to decide what the best course of action for this is because we can just ad hoc, you know, after the fact, make right. it up. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's imposing our version of who we want Trump to be or whoever to be on him as if he, as if, as if he's this malleable, yeah. he's a, you know, like we treat him like a tabula rasa president, you know, like, like some weird, bla- you know, like we're just like, he says something and it's like, oh, well, what he meant was, you know, and then, well, why, why, who can 
I, none of that makes any difference. There are real life effects. And that's all we need to look at and measure and evaluate. And the rest of it is a fucking distraction and an excuse. And we got to stop doing that shit. I don't understand why we put up with it. We Did we do this with Obama? Did I no. be honest? Like, did we as the left, as people who generally speaking, generally supported Obama? I don't remember saying what I think he meant was. I don't think we had to because the man was fucking articulate. clear and articulate. Yeah. And, and uh, He said what he meant. Right. And then he did those things. And then yeah. we had judged him based on those things. We see Trump doing this. He's he's making a big deal about the transgender thing. Is this smoke again? And I know we're not we're still like we said earlier with Tom said earlier, you said it. So you're still a bad person, right? right. So you're still a bad person because you said it. And I don't want to get away from him not being a bad person because I think he's a bad person. But is this smoke? And just like another, I mean, is this a magician's trick? Is he getting me to look up in the air while he switches cards? Because he does this all the time when he's under lots of scrutiny. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, this is a distraction. This is a distraction. And there's a couple of problems with calling this a distraction. The first is it affects the lives and humanity of tens of thousands of people. So even if it was intended for a distraction, Calling it a distraction is reductive and problematic, right? Okay. You can't just be like, this is a, you know, if if Trump nukes China, we can't be like, nah, it's a distraction from the Russia investigation, even (laughs) if it is, right? Right. The death and destruction of these people's lives matters. And the second thing is, it's not working. I didn't forget about healthcare. I can, you didn't forget about Russia. Right, I didn't yeah. forget about Russia. I can walk and chew gum at the same time. I don't. Can you swallow twenty five pieces before noon? Because there's an opening for <laughs> there's the an opening for the person who can do that. Yeah, like the idea that we can't follow along with this is. I'm sorry. To me, it's just absurd. I don't know anyone. Is it though? Is it because America's stupid? I want to say that like America's stupid and distraction works. Distraction doesn't work on you. It doesn't work on me. But it works. It works on a lot of people. I really think it works, man. I'm distressed to say that. I don't want it to be the case, but I do think it's the case. I, I do not believe... If it if it is intentional distraction, first of all, it's going to come back to bite in a lot of ways, but I do not believe anyone is so stupid to be that distracted. I, I just, but, th- but That okay, isn't already but, fooled, right? Yeah, but but I, I, wanna, I want Tom to read out loud a statement by John McCain on this... This came out today. It's specifically right after, I mean, well after Trump had already tweeted this stuff out, McCain came out and said this. So, Tom, can you read this? Said, uh, quote, the president's tweet this morning regarding transgender Americans in the military is yet another example of why major policy announcements should not be made via Twitter. I like that. I like that he's making, well, I guess it's it's being retweeted. Uh The statement was unclear. The Department of Defense has already decided to allow currently serving transgender individuals to stay in the military, and many are serving honorably today. Any American who meets current medical and readiness standards should be allowed to continue serving. There is no reason for service members who are able to fight, train, and deploy to leave the military, regardless of their gender identity. We should all be guided by the principle that any American who wants to serve our country and is able to meet the standards should have the opportunity to do so and should be treated as the treated as the patriots they are. The Department of Defense is currently conducting a study on the medical obligations it would incur. 
the impact on military readiness and related questions associated with the accession of transgender individuals who are not currently serving in uniform and wish to join the military. I do not believe that any new policy decision is appropriate until that study is complete and thoroughly reviewed by the Department of Defense, our military leadership, and Congress. The Senate Armed Services Committee will continue to follow closely and conduct oversight on the issue of transgender individuals serving in the military. I think I think to summarize, he's like, yeah, you can't, like you said earlier, like, not it. That's not how it works. Yes. Right. A tweet does not change it. Yeah. You can't, you can't just tweet it out. I do think to some degree that his intention here is to pander. This is a pander tweet. There, there's, I think, I think even Trump might understand, although maybe he doesn't, I think even Trump might understand that he's not going to accomplish a policy shift with this tweet. I think what he's going to do with this tweet is he is going to uh, re-energize a base of people that he is losing and refocus a base of people that he is losing. He's losing his base day by day. And I think this is an attempt for him to give them something without giving them anything. Let, let me pitch you an alternate theory. Uh, okay. And it's not mine. It's something that got proposed on Fox. Um, the Trumps as a whole, the family, the entire family, are conspiracy theorists. He's been a conspiracy theorist, right? He started with the Central Park guys, right? He took out the full-page ad. We need the death penalty for the Central Park guys. Turned out he was wrong about that. He was a conspiracy theorist about that. Then he was a conspiracy theorist about Obama. Obama was born, he's a Muslim. He wasn't born here. I want to see the birth certificate. He's a conspiracy theorist, right? We all have conspiracy theorists on our Facebook. What if he's just tweeting out whatever the fuck comes into his head, Right. Because that's what my Aunt Kathy does. Right. My crazy Aunt Kathy, <laughs> who's a conspiracy theorist who posts minion memes and 9-11 truther memes and flat earth memes and stuff like that. She doesn't have a meta plan as to how to influence the family. God, that's even more depressing. I don't I'd rather be manipulated properly. Yeah, I don't think he's a manipulator. Everyone who's ever known him has said that he's not a manipulator. They've said that he's scatterbrained they'd said that he's vastly undereducated they've said that he's mean-spirited and small and selfish and has everything handed to him the guy who wrote art of the deal says that he never read a book he's pretty <laughs> sure he's never read a book i don't think this guy is scheming anything hold on hold on i bet he read art of the deal hold on scott adams says he's a master yeah, exactly. manipulator the and dilbert scott cartoon can draw good cartoons yeah yeah he's good at that it. dilbert Did you know cartoon? working I, I, I will did say did you guys know that working in a cubicle is frustrating <laughs> yeah. did anyone else notice that and if you're an engineer you have like 12 pagers ha ha pager pager humor <laughs> well, you know I, I sound I got a fax machine on my head I, I sound like Garrison Keillor slowly giving in to the heroin so you should <laughs> Jeez, to the fucking balls it takes to talk about a master persuader to Sam Harris. Hey, you know who's actually a master persuader? Sam fucking Harris, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you fucking howdy doody cartoon melting in the sun. <laughs> and, and I should point out, I tweeted about this, but like a little side note. I've been a stage hypnotist for 10 years. I have met so many fucking Scott Adamses who walk up to me after I do a trick with a trick book or writing something with my thumb and goes, it's because you read my body language. I actually know a little bit about persuasion. And I'm like, yeah, I did. I read your body language. It's not that this word only, it's not that this book only has seven long words in it. It's because I read your body language. <laughs> and that's why I'm working bar mitzvahs. That's what I do. I'm a master of persuasion. 
and I use it to tell which of the symbols on the starry back cards you chose. That's how I decided to use my magic powers is which card you chose. That's what I've done with my life. I could be in Vegas right now getting blown by Asa Akira and Alina Lee, but I'm here with you in Bayonne, New Jersey, celebrating Yoshmi's special day. Oh, God. That sounds like a great time, oh. actually. That's why I'm doing this golf classic because I know people so well. Well, Eli, thank you for joining us. And uh, and any of the hate mail we get, we will forward directly to you. Eli, if people are going to find you on the web, where would they look? Uh, scathing Atheist, uh, Skeptocrat, God Awful Movies, or the uh, what I'm told is the secret gem. Not a lot of people downloading it. Secret gem of <laughs> podcasting. Citation needed. So exclusive, not even allowed on Stitcher. That's how exclusive this podcast is. We, we were going to give it to the Stitcherites, and we thought, you know what? Fuck them. Fuck them. This is just for the iTunes and the podcatcher motherfuckers. So, yeah, that's the one to check out. Um, and I'll be dead on my birthday. So anyone who's upset, uh, it is literally two, three months away. Three months three away. Months. So, Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, Fingers crossed. Exciting. Who's going to own more of the company? You are. <laughs> oh, you're going to be tied. You're going to have tied votes. That's, That's going right. to suck. I'm sorry. That's going to suck. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're going to have to bring your mom on. Yeah. She'll have yeah. lots of free time. She'll I'll be, be sad. Yeah. <laughs> How much of your time? How much of your, her time do you take up? A lot. Oh, uh, you're not Jewish, but like that's all pretty much ninety percent of my mom's life. It's just me. Thanks for joining us, Eli. Eli, thank you, man. Thanks Appreciate for it. having me, guys. Ready to stick it in the glory hole? Get links to their Facebook, Twitter, and if you still use it, Google Plus account at their website, dissonancepod.com. If you need to be all discreet about it, contact them by email at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a ransom message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Want to hear Cognitive Dissonance commercial free and gain access to exclusive content, including full patron-only shows? Head to patreon.com forward slash dissonance pod and become a patron to support the show on a per episode basis. Love commercials? Not ready to become a patron? Give the guys a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. Or tell your buddies in the drunk tank about the show. We want to send a big sloppy glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. Cecil. Yeah. Question for you. What's up, buddy? You know what's hip these days? Hip. Hip. Hip? Hip. I'm a, as a, as a hip cat. Oh my God. Yes. Wow. Right? I know. Wow. I'm, I'm not old at all. You know what they say? When, when you get old, you don't want to break <laughs> your hip. <laughs> You know, it's it. I just before we before I enter the show, I just I just want to point safety out safety words for longevity. <laughs> Don't fall. <laughs> you know, all the kids these days are uh, listening to the discos music. The discos and yeah. uh, the, Jim Baker's looking to capitalize. The Bee Gees. The Bee Gees are. But you know, John Travolta was recently They're in huge. a a really exciting movie. It's only forty fucking years old. What the fuck? This is from Right Wing Watch. Staying alive, Jim Baker promotes his new survival food buskets with a horrible Bee Gees cover. Can I just say though, that's a great song. Staying alive, Stay, I, I, staying alive is an excellent. Can song. I can I make a confession that yeah. that shames and embarrasses me? Sure. I love the Saturday Night Fever album. I have listened to it dozens and dozens of times, start to finish, 
unironically. Tell me what's on there because I might buy it. Let me just look it up. More than a woman is on there. I love every song. I actually love every song. Saturday Night Fever. I love every single song. It sounds like a great album, actually. Staying Alive. How How Deep deep Is is Your Love. love, Night Night Fever. Fever. Oh, Night Fever's a great song. Night Fever's a great song. More Than a Woman's a great song. I love how high that guy's voice is. I can't have you. Yeah, that's Which a great song, one, too. Right? That's a great song. So, Staying Alive. Staying Alive, my friend. Very popular song nowadays on the YouTubes and the... All the kids are listening the to the music. And the Sirius XMs. <laughs> All you right. know, I put on my AM transmitter and yeah. All right. So this right. is Jim Baker. All right. This is fucking amazing. You old fuck. This show today is so important. And and it, I, I went, is he John holding Ho- that woman up? Was he holding no. her up? No. no. You go. I'm sorry. I don't I know it's a silly question. I'm not sure any of us could hold her up. Yeah, she needs if a, she's she needs a sophisticated police system. Right? <laughs> if, a, if a woman like that, that woman is as big as me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that woman's as big as me. She's she a needs, human super volcano. She needs she needs help. <laughs> she needs a scooter. So do I. Horn is truly called of God to do what he's doing. The de- Okay, so now what we see on stage, and I gotta, <laughs> so descri- I gotta describe this to you. Go, can you go left to right? Yeah, because it's so pretty amazing. Left to right, left. There's a a counter where they sit and they do their little talking. There's there's people jammed around that little table where they do their talking. You cannot see Lori at this point, but around the counter is several people. Bringing the top of the screen is buntings, American flag buntings on railings, <laughs> which are amazing. I just got to say, I love buntings. I would I would decorate my house in buntings. You have I, a bunting. I do have a bun. Love them. I love you them. You love buntings. So big fan of this set. Okay. There's a woman getting ready to sing a song. There's an old-timey car. That old-timey car is oh, worth money. Oh, that is money. an old-timey car. It just happens to have a billion buckets hanging on the back of it. He is He has in his hand a bucket. Now, it's a staying alive bucket. They're going to mention this later. 32 staying alive buckets, seven years for one person, 7,700 servings. It's $1,500, a $1,500 donation or more plus shipping. The, uh, the, the buckets here, he, ha- he has one in his hand, and I guarantee it's, it's empty. And I'll tell you why. Listen later for the hollow sound it makes <laughs> when he bangs it off the other bucket. I can tell that it's empty because Jim Baker is a slight, frail, shitty man. He's, he's holding a five-gallon bucket. Effortlessly like it holding. Ha- yeah, exactly. Effortlessly holding. Right. It. In front of this big car is a multicolored group of people. Multi-ethnic group of people, I guess I would say. Yeah. All of which share obesity in common. <laughs> I will say, it's nice. It's nice when we can all rally around Cool Ranch Doritos in and this way. The guy on the far right, <laughs> buttoning up his shirt. He's a thousand-year-old guitar. He has a guitar that looks like a mint. It, it does look it like, like a mint. Th- it looks like a. Thin it's like mint. a cool mint. Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah, yeah. it's menthol, sort yeah. of. Yeah, uh-huh. delicious. So that's what we're looking at right now. Is a beautiful picture of all these people standing in front of buckets. Devil does not want this show. They don't want us talking about angels. God woke me up and I felt the presence of God like I'd never felt. <laughs> I love how he's moving that belt bucket is full of nothing. Nothing, right? Nothing. 
God woke him up and he felt the pressure. You had a fucking erection for the first time <laughs> in Look, a long time. It happens. It's a fucking, it's a morning erection. It happens. It's fucking morning wood is a normal thing when you're not, not 163 not years when old. when you're his age. Right? Jim, I want you to start with, you know, do more food. <laughs> start with do more food. I want you to God. start with God. do more food. Hey, Jim. I want you to start with do more food. <laughs> Can you start with do more food? I feel like if God wakes me up to tell me shit, I remember verbatim because it's God. Hey, Jim, I want you to push more buckets. I'm not getting enough donations, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I, I, and this is a multi-level marketing scheme. <laughs> I, wait, y'all, y'all, I, I got 10% in on this deal and you just... I'm never, I need the money. I guess I just, I need the money. Uh, build a new type of food. And so on the, on the type, it's all the same type, dehydrated shit in a bucket. What is the type? What is, what is I, the new type? I, I, I guess it's in, I don't know. If you can put it in a bucket, it's bucket food. <laughs> That's what the, the fuck? Is, is that the place that it sits on the food pyramid? Is bucket bucket right? It's like it's like at the very top. If I, say, if I remember the food pyramid right, you have to forgive me if I don't. Sure. At the very top, it's lobster. Then underneath that, it's steak and and eggs, bacon, and then the next layer is like frosting. It's mostly just chocolate <laughs> frosting. Frosting. <laughs> It's a whole layer of frosting. Yes, you know what it is? Group. No, it's I think you're wrong. Group. I think you're wrong. I think it's lobster, then a layer of frosting, then steak, then a layer of frosting. <laughs> See, well, it's, 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 it's a layer, a layer right. of frosting right. around the whole thing. Well, and sometimes there's yeah. that like there's that, a fruit like, layer. Fruit, yeah, I was gonna say there's like a, <laughs> a banana layer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the a, outside uh, is fondant. I would like another lobster <laughs> steak banana frosting cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you judge me, but I would eat that cake. Oh, <laughs> and then at the bottom, it's buckets because that's what's got to be the foundation. Gotta, yeah, you need you have to have a sturdy foundation because that's just heavy. Yeah. That cake will fall. Like Jim Baker, he has a sturdy moral foundation. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he calls right there, right there. See, staying alive, and this is the first time in history there's ever been a thirty year shelf life food this is what god this is the Whoa. first time in history that there's ever been 30 year shelf life food i don't think that's a real statement yeah he just completely made that up i think like honey yeah has is fucking yeah, shelf stable yeah. for thousands didn't of they years find it didn't they find it in like old timey buckets and shit they, like like jim baker buckets from back from like Ancient yeah, Egypt. From the Parthenon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> honey. Honey was just is like, honey. fuck you. I'm not this going bad. I'm fucking honey. This honey will last too long. <laughs> and I'm just saying, Armageddon is there's coming. Some, yeah, there's some guy in Pompeii. He's like, uh, you guys, you're going to want the honey. You're going to look. I know there's a lot of people making rumblings uh, about the mountain rumbling. Actually, what you're going to need is this igloo. <laughs> Do you smoke? No, uh, you will. Uh, <laughs> you like, oh, Pompeii jokes. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Topical <laughs> as fuck. God is saying to me, and uh, we'll find out. Remember when the uh, when the apocalypse expired after thirty years? Yeah. it's just like well, a thirty-year. Yeah. It's yeah. like a locust. You know, mm -hmm. there's like a seventeen-year sure. locust. There's like a thirty-year <laughs> 30 apocalypse. apocalypse. 
Yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that we can we can wait it out for 30 years. It's the end of the world. Yeah. And you're like, and, well, I'm glad that's first off, over. First off, hmm. it's only seven years. You pay fifteen hundred dollars, you get seven years for one person. That's seventy seven hundred servings or whatever. So in twenty three years, you have to buy. If you haven't had an apocalypse, you have to buy more buckets, right? Yeah, because they're good for thirty. Twenty three are up. It's worth seven. So you've got to buy more buskets at twenty three years if the apocalypse hasn't happened yet, right? Isn't that that's what this this so? Yeah, I feel like his business plan kind of sucks. What he should have is eight year shelf life. So every year you have to buy more seven-year buckets. What he should be doing is selling like Marie Callender's meals that expire tomorrow. Yeah, right? So they keep on <laughs> sending them every day. What he should do is instead of selling buckets for after the apocalypse, he should be selling the best last meal you can get today. I think that there's right? something there. There's Where you something can say, there. Look, here's a deal. I'm going to sell you lobster today because I say that the apocalypse is tomorrow. So pay me $70. I will ship a lobster dinner to you so you can enjoy your last night on earth. And then tomorrow when you say it wasn't our last night, I'd be like, no, it's tonight. You need another lobster dinner. Give me $70. Dude. Here's your lobster dinner. And then I keep feeding you. Eventually you become a lobster. <laughs> You just and then I just harvest you and what? sell you. The, oh, where? I just how do I get to the bathroom? Oh, it's through the thermidor. Yeah. Actually, uh, third, third thermidor on the left. Just a lobstrosity, <laughs> big old claws. And I think there's a business plan there. It's like a Hello Fresh exactly. model, but it's like yeah. last last night on Earth. Last night on Earth, they deliver every day. It's yeah. extravagant. It's like full of just fucking. Yeah. Like fucking yeah. sturgeon caviar yeah, and yeah. shit. And it's got, and it's a million calories, just the right. shittiest stuff you could possibly, you're like fucking. We could call it gout in a box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just scooping butter and Parmesan into your face. It's just. With a substrate of some sort of starch underneath it. For breakfast, I'm just going to have black truffles. That's yeah. what I'm going to Just <laughs> in a bowl. All, heavy no, cream. all you're doing is just holding it over your mouth and shaving them into your mouth. You know, big giant flakes of draft uh, black truffles. You have to dust them off yourself <laughs> right every I'm day i'm just gonna lick this fucking yeah. jar of saffron yeah. <laughs> you're fucking <laughs> everything's covered in gold leaf right. you have a steak like a dry aged steak covered in gold right. leaf sous vide to perfection oh my god dude it should be it should be like last night on earth Allen brothers gout in a box program <laughs> right you'll find find out if i hear from god or not because one of these <laughs> days yeah no i'll tell you if how I the fuck would we know <laughs> jesus you fool we're gonna be we're in the last days well you the, are you're who fucking are you millions. looking at <laughs> he's like looking <laughs> off in the, in the middle distance at this point years i spent in prison going to be we're in the last days and the years i spent in prison <laughs> god showed me the <laughs> that i was a criminal that i was a, i was bilking people I out spent, of money the years i spent in prison i love that he can look out into his audience i know i love that he can look out in his audience and be like look i spent a lot of years in prison for fraud <laughs> <laughs> but you should believe me now because I'm less fraudulent oh than I was God. before I was caught being a fraud. Jesus, I don't, I don't know how anybody looks at it. But you know what? That's the problem with sin and salvation. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the sin and salvation model lends itself itself to exploitation by just this kind of guy, right? I don't believe in sin, 
And I don't believe in salvation. I think if you fuck some shit up, you owe somebody an apology, right? And there's some shit you can't unfuck. And that's that. There's no sins and there's no salvation. There's no like, I done did wrong and I feel totes bad about it. You fuck me over. If you fuck me over bad enough, there's no such thing as salvation. The end. That's it. There's no fucking, but there's a, there's an endless strikes rule in their fucking ball game, right? You can keep fucking up. And as long as you're totes sorry in the right direction, generally speaking, that's upward, right? Then everybody gets to forgive you. And that's that. And everyone has to forgive you because if God will forgive you, how can I not forgive you? And that's bullshit. Yeah. Cause I look at him like you're fraud. Oh, you're, you are never trustworthy again. You have stolen from people. You are a thief. They also have another get out of jail free card, and that's the devil made me do it. Right. Yeah, right? exactly. So they have a second. They have I two. Was tempted. Yeah. They have two get out of jail free cards. I was tempted by the devil. It, it wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't right. me being weak. It was I was tempted by the devil. And then I'm, I said I was sorry to God, and God forgave me. And now. And right, so you, and have, you have, have to as well. Too. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and embedded in all that, if you're, if you're somebody that's a big. Well, I want God to forgive me. Yeah. Well, so how do I not forgive you? Right. And it's like, I can't forgive you, Caesar. I can't. If you aren't somebody that hurt me, I can't forgive you. You didn't hurt me. I don't have that power. Like, yeah. that's how our relationship sure. works. I can only forgive you for the things you do that hurt me. Sure, exactly. That's how, or, that's or how, not that's how it should work. That's how it should work, right. right? Yeah. Like, if you go off and hurt somebody else, I can't forgive you. Yeah, I don't, sure. I got nothing to do with it. Revelation. And I'm telling you, almost all of it is already fit. We're, we're going to see the ends, yes. the end of time, and that's where we are right now. Okay, come on. I don't want to make sure I'm eating dehydrated garbage while that happens. I just <laughs> genuinely don't understand don't it at all. I really oh. don't. Like, I mean, he's saying, he is saying it's the end of time. Who cares? You're going to be dead. I, yeah, like, we go. No matter how much fucking freeze-dry shit you shove down your gullet, you're still going to die. I, I love, too, that, like, we have the food. What about the water? Like really? Cause like the most, the more susceptible we have to rehydrate it. And the yeah. more susceptible infrastructure problem is not the food problem. You can live a long time without food. Water's a real big fucking deal in an apocalypse. It's not gonna be like, well, I'm just going to go over here to the tap and I'm going to open it up and I'm going to buy water because somehow the water lines and still like the water company's like, well, yeah, it's still fine. It's still, this is just stealing from people different. Yeah. Because you're, you're absolutely right. Like, what are you going to do? And even, even if you have a farmhouse with a well, it's not an old timey well. Yeah. It's an electric well. Without electricity. Right. You don't have water. But you're going to lower a busket in there and pull yeah. a bucket out. Well, and then no, you're going to you like. You can't. Like, you, in most of those things, it's a fucking pipe that goes yeah, all the right. way down. Not, I mean, yeah, it's not, uh -huh. it's not like there's a fucking bucket. You can't get anything down there. Will you sip on it like a straw? <laughs> sing, sing this just a little bit of this. All right, band. Okay. Play it. Oh, here they go. Okay, now. Oh, this is going to be amazing. This is, ama is going to be amazing. This is a staying alive. Now, they changed. They didn't do much. They're just going to say staying alive a lot, but there is one changed lyric. Come on, let's get excited now. You get know excited. you like it. You know you're having fun. Yeah, that was enthusiastic. You know you like it. You know it. you like it. You, you know, know you're having you fun. Know you like it. <laughs> what what are you talking about? I don't I, I don't know if I like it yet. Right? Not. Like I just you gotta give me a minute. Put it in slow I might and like we'll it. make a decision may down like the road. It. I don't know yet. Oh, some of you stand up. Come on. The audience is so old they can't uh, stand up. Uh, uh, 
Swing choir version here in a second. Give it a second. This is the worst. Yeah, here we go. Staying alive. Like, oh, like peace. inner peace? I have peace. Not like a gun. Like I got my peace. No. I got my staying alive. My peace. But peace. That's amazing. Fucking awesome. I love that. I got my food. That's fucking yeah, look, amazing. Right wing watch says I got my pizza. No, it's not pizza. Though. I'm just saying that's what right, right wing watch is. Is got a sense of humor like I do. I think. I think he says peace. That looks like it looks like in the staying alive bucket. It's just like fucking a bowl of garbage, a bowl of garbage, a bowl of garbage and pancakes. So I don't see pizza in there. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So I want to set this up. All right. This is Dave coach. The coach, not a coach. He actually has a, a show that he's doing. Pass the Salt Live. This was uh, on the 21st. Pass the Salt? I don't get it. I don't either. Um, anyway, uh, he's talking in this show, in this show, and this was quoted on Night Right When We Watched, but they didn't do a full, like, cut out the video and share uh -huh. it. They just linked to this, to this time code. And so I just want to play him talking about how we didn't land on the moon, but he's not actually saying we didn't land on the moon. So I just okay. want to play. All right. But I, I, I want to just talk about the argument that they come up with, which is great. Or, oh, I heard he speaks in tongues. <laughs> we better be careful. Hey, Jared, here's where I want you to be right there. Okay, so this now is, he's just going to manipulate I'll his get this guide. To you all right later, I haven't even looked at it. Stop right there. He hasn't even looked at it. Good. Thanks, buddy. You're going right there. Start right there. I'm Jared. glad he spent so much time preparing. Okay, I want you to think about this. This is not what the show's about. Okay. So right wing watch is going to say, coach Dave said we didn't land on the moon. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. What the best part was is that I think the line from right wing watch was coach Dave says we didn't land on the moon. Like I, I genuinely think because it was on like the Friday wrap up. Right. I'm pretty sure the line was exactly what, exactly he, said. what he said. Yeah. Could have been said. Ever wonder why they claim to have walked on the moon on the very <laughs> first attempt? Even though right here on Earth, Mount Everest and the South Pole took numerous tries before. You know, he says, he says like the first time, the very first attempt. Well, you know, I think a lot more is at stake for these others that failed when you could just quit and not die. Right. Yeah. And be like, oh, I'm still on fucking Earth. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to die. And it's, it's also like, you know, uh, when you get to Everest. Okay. Well, you know, I mean. It's 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 like it's the concerted efforts of a handful of people versus NASA, which is the concerted efforts of a massive team of engineers and scientists and a governmental organization that's all committed to the success of this one sure. objective. Yeah, yeah. It's and you know, yeah, they weren't beating the bush for fucking Sherpas to go to the moon, right? You know what I mean? Right? Like, I've yeah. got to get to the top of the murder horn. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, exactly. awesome. Yeah, and like the same is true of like the South Pole. Like, yeah. 
mean, the South Pole took a bunch of times to get there because, you know, South Pole is super fucking hard to reach before you have, you know, real technology. 1911. We just yeah, looked it up. Yeah. 1911. It's like, yeah, all right, great. Fucking World War One, ye oldie technology. There's a massive difference between the ye oldie 1911 technology and, and the 1960s yeah, technology. Absolutely. absolutely. There's orders of magnitudes of difference. Absolutely. Allegedly accomplishing this amazing feat with antiquated 1960s technology, while today a cell phone has one million times the computing power than all of NASA did back then. Think yeah, okay. so what? Yeah, so? Yeah, computing power goes by, there's a law, there's a specific Moore's law, law, right? Yeah, where it just, it doubles after a certain amount of time because it's just, we can figure out how to make shit smaller and faster. Yeah, but it, 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 it I, I read something not that long ago. It's like, yeah, okay, it's, it, it, from... If you're just looking at something like computing power, fine. But the, the technology that got us to the moon is just different than what you have in your cell phone. It's just it's just different. The, the yeah, just because you have the power right. doesn't mean it's not this. Yeah. Right. It, like those those things don't interrelate in a, in a, in sure. a one-to-one correlation. Right? Yeah. It's just not the same thing. Think about that. Your cell phone is a million times more powerful than any of the computers they had back then. That's irrelevant. Yet 50 years matter. later, the farthest an astronaut can travel from Earth to the moon is only one one thousandth the distance. I don't even know that that's true. I don't know that that's true. But even if it is, it's because all the stuff that we want is nearby and we don't want to spend the money to go to the moon. Yeah, I, I take issue with that can travel. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if we said, OK, let's get back to the moon, we would get back to the moon. We just do it. Right? Like we we landed robots on Mars that drive around and talk back to us. Yeah. Like we could get back to the moon. It's just we're not trying to. And I think that there is a, a group of I think China's gonna go there next. I thought I moon. heard that there was gonna be an expedition from China to the moon, that they're gonna go to the moon. Yeah. Well that's it's like bully for them. Like put the you know what what you can do versus what you do do is a matter of how you resource yourself, sure. right? How we resource our objectives has more to do with what we accomplish than our our overall like uh, adaptability or, or sure. is that the right word? Like how how possible something is yeah. for us has more to do with how we resource our objectives than it does you know, whether or not something is possible. But isn't this, isn't this all this entire paragraph, just classic conspiracy theorist garbage where it's like, we're going to take a bunch of different facts that don't really correlate with each other. And just, and whether or not they're facts or not, I don't know. Right. I don't know whether today's cell phone has 1 million times. I wouldn't be surprised if it does the computing power of all in NASA. I don't know if that's true 50 years later. And it says one, one thousandth of the distance. I don't know if that's true either. If I could jump 30 inches, it doesn't mean that every time I jump, I have to jump 30 inches. Like that would be weird. And like, (laughs) that'd be like not fruitful all the time. Like you'd be like 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 Mario. Right, you know, yeah, I mean, it'd be bizarre. You'd fucking like bouncing off mushrooms, right? and <laughs> banging. About. Yeah, I, I also want to point out that he's saying, like, you know, right wing watch is going to say I didn't say that we didn't. But the, what he's quoting is claimed, allegedly. Yes, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the language here very clearly suggests that you feel that the claim that 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 that, that the moon landing is dubious. Sure, it's built into the language. Yeah. So here's some quotes. All right, okay. Some quotes. Arthur Schopenhauer said, all truth passes through three stages. First, it's ridiculed. Then it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. 
So what if somebody said that? Yeah. I mean, do do I think that there is some general truth to think? Yeah, may, maybe it's kind of a clever quote. Do I think it's why? Why would that necessarily well, be a because, true thing? Because I think that that what this allows, I think conspiracy theorists love this, and I think the reason why they love it is because they get to say, right, we're in it. We're, we're in this ridiculed. stage. We're, in the we're ridiculed. Stage. Right, right. We're ridiculed. Yeah. Uh, just because, and so that makes everything that's ridiculous somehow it could possibly be true yeah. some point. Right. It just it just makes me crazy when people quote shit like this because they're like, well, and we know that that's true because Arthur Schopenhauer said it. like the fuck is Arthur Schopenhauer? Why is this, is this axiomatically true? Like, do I just know yeah. that because Arthur fucking Schopenhauer said this, that this is how truth works? Yeah. That there are stages to truth? What is it? Fucking Elizabeth Kubler-Gross's fucking stages of grief? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> George Orwell said, scroll on down, Jared, in an age of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Whoever controls the past controls the future. Another, great. Another the guy great, wrote a really good book. Another great quote mine, too, for conspiracy theorists, yeah, right. right? Because yeah. you're saying someone else controls the narrative, but I know I know that there's a universal deceit. Truth-telling is a, I'm a revolutionary, mm -hmm. and whoever controls the narrative is the bad guy. Yeah, right. And, and, and I love that you have to start off with the universal deceit. Where, so we're starting off with the supposition that we are in an age of universal deceit in order for the George Orwell, who's just a fucking author. Yeah. He's just an author. He's not some fucking what, sage who just knows all the truths. Yeah. He just guy wrote a book. Yeah. This one to see who was Carl Sagan. Billions and billions, right? Carl Sagan said one of He never said that. The no. saddest lessons of history is this. If we've been bamboozled long enough, we tend to reject any evidence of the bamboozle. We're no longer interested in finding out the truth. The bamboozle has captured us. It's simply too painful to acknowledge, even to ourselves, that we have been taken. Once you give a charlatan power over you, you almost never get it back. And and what is Carl Sagan talking about in there? I mean, this is from, that's from his book, uh, Demon Haunted, Demon Haunted World. World. <clears throat> Demon Haunted World is very anti-religious. Right. Yep. Very much anti-conspiracy theory. Yep. But somehow I mean, conspiracy theorists are going to use this as an evidence. Yeah, if you quote mine it, right? If you quote mine it. But again, like, what is the purpose of all these quotes? Again, I like Carl Sagan, but not every... It, it, just because Carl Sagan said something it does not make it a truth, right? right? We still have to evaluate whether or not it's true and whether or not it applies to your claim. Yeah. Right. And and really, this this quote is really nothing more than just a, a, a another way to summarize things that we know about human psychology. Right. This is we know it's it's fucking it's there's nothing unusual or particularly interesting about this aspect of human psychology. We know that we hold on to beliefs in spite of evidence. I forget what the name for this is, but there's a name for it. We know that we double down on beliefs despite evidence to the contrary. We know that, that it is difficult psychologically and emotionally for us to let go of cherished, long-held beliefs. There's nothing particularly interesting or revelatory about that. Yeah, yeah. So who cares? Mm, my goodness. Going down, Jared. Mark Twain says, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. 
Mark Twain, also anti-religious. Okay, we can get rid of that, baby. We can get rid of that. There's a battle for truth. There's a battle for truth, justice, and the American way. And it is raging. But baby, is it ever raging? Anybody want to jump in here? Are you kidding me? Truth, justice, and the American way? Uh, wait. Superman. Anyone want to jump in here? We, we hear it all the time. It's very obvious when you see the unbelievers saying that God is a myth, that Jesus never existed. And it's like... Are you kidding me? I said, you count your calendar days according to his birth. I said, we, and then I bring him to the Socrates, Aristotle, and Plato. And oh, yeah, yeah, Greek philosophers from 500 and something (laughs) BC that we have no original manuscripts on, yet we possess over 20,000 original manuscripts, not only of Christ, but of his resurrection. What the fuck? What is he talking about? about? There's 20,000 manuscripts. I, I'm not I, I'm not a scholar here, but in the Bible, none of those books were written by Jesus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't Jesus believe, spent a lot Jesus of time. had a manuscript, Fuck, he just man. sent it God. into the publisher. They're like mm, I'm not sure. It's like, what is he fucking is he is he like the ye oldie version of JK Rowling? He's no. just like sitting on fucking food stamps in a coffee shop, he's writing like, out the fucking Sermon on the Mount. He's like he's like Bart Simpson, just to the right. I will not walk on water over and over and over again. <laughs> So we'd like to thank our patrons. We don't have a lot of patrons here to thank this week. We want to thank, of course, all our patrons who donate to the show. But we want to thank our new patrons, Cynthia, Antonio, and Kevin. Thanks so much for your generous donations. Remember that you can donate to the show on a per-episode basis. Go to patreon.com. You can search for us, or you can go to patreon.com slash dissonancepod. You can go to our website, dissonancepod.com, and donate on a per-episode basis to the show. You get content a little early, and you'll be getting some free stuff with your patronage. So we want to talk about a little bit of email that we got. Uh, we got a message from Micah. And Micah says, uh, uh, and then someone else sent a message in too. We were making jokes about the moon and going to the moon and laughing about the moon. The moon, I guess, has helium-3, among other resources. Helium-3 is notably as the most as, as one of the best fusionable materials uh, and stands as a huge source of energy as soon as we get fusion reactors working. Yeah. All right. So once we get cold fusion, wing can out, I can I laugh until then? I, Am right? I allowed to laugh until we get yeah. fusion? Right. Or do I have to just well, hold off? To be fair, we have fusion, but we just it just kills everybody. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's a it different kind power of power city. Yeah, that's a different kind of fusion. It that's an Asian yeah. fusion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a, uh, a a now this limerick was sent in by two people while reading Aaron's version. There once was a girl named Jill who used dynamite sticks for a thrill. They found her vagina in North Carolina and bits of her tits in Brazil. Bits of her tits? <laughs> That's terrible. That is terrible. Limericks are so misogynist. They really are. They're, They're so terrible. Send us, send us a, a, a one that's misandrist. Yeah. Send us a misandrist one. Is that how you would say that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Send us one like that. Because these are like, I mean, like, they're I think all they're funny, like, but they're all like yeah. so fucking. Send us one. Crazily. Send us one that is against guys rather than right. against girls. We'd like to hear one of those. We got a message from Colette and Colette oh my God. was in Edinburgh. Colette was 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 one of the lovely people there that I needed a translator for. Um, as I recall, <laughs> everything she said, I, I looked at her and I said, what? <laughs> I remember it was just what it was an accent thing. Neither of us. I think she was that that was was that. Was that at the bar full of dogs that we went to or was that 
Remember, there's the pub with dogs in it. The, was the first one. We went to the two skeptics events. Yeah, no, it was not the one with dogs in it. Edinburgh was the one. So was this Edinburgh? This is, yeah. They're only bad from Ed- No, this is Edinburgh. Okay. So this is the one where there wasn't a lot up. of people. Oh. Oh, there was a lot of people. And then they there just, wasn't a lot of yeah, people. Then yeah. Then they recognized. That one. Um, but Colette was there and there was a couple other people there. Stuart was there. Um, and Colette says, uh, I found this absolute, uh, absolutely astounding photo for a secretary for the Brexit, for Brexit, David Davis, David Davis, whose initials are DD. And basically this, this politician has two women next to him and uh, they both are large breasticles yeah. and, and it says, <laughs> it says it says it's double d for me <laughs> well it's certainly double d for the lady on the yeah, right it's definitely double d right. maybe it, you know maybe i don't know that's You're a strong right. c for the lady on the left i don't know maybe it maybe a single d yeah maybe a single d you're yeah. right you're right, right. Yeah. there's no yeah and it's certainly not like a double they j. are certainly not the size it's not like a a jonah jameson if right you know yeah I mean. right you know yeah, they're not they're not touching the navel <laughs> <laughs> we'll post the image on this week's show notes. Um, thank you, Colette. Thank you. And thank you for being one of the few people to visit us. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we have that many people in Australia when we go. I feel like if all of Australia shows up, we can we, get a pretty good turnout. We get like six people that right? like the show. <laughs> uh, we got a message. Uh, this is from Phil. And Phil put in, um, Phil sent this. This is uh, a, a take on the the Trump stakes it's so funny. Uh, it's very funny. Uh, we're going to put an app, uh, put it on this week's show notes. Uh, so check it out. It's great. We got a message from Hugo and Hugo asks, which is a bigger garbage day? Cause his girlfriend lives in one and he lives in another Michigan or Georgia, man. It's it's hard. It's hard because it depends on where in Michigan, Michigan's got some shit, man. Yeah. Michigan, Detroit is, or yeah. Flint. Yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, that's, that's basically the fucking, yeah. Like, but if you're, you're better by, off living in a fucking o- undersea vent, if you're by like Grand Rapids though, that's not a terrible city. Grand Rapids is nice. The Benton Harbor, Saugatuck, St. Joe area. Those yeah. are all nice. Yeah. Uh, Central problem, Michigan where you and I go shooting. Yeah. Is the, are you fucking yeah, kidding that's, me? That's banjo music. Although fucking everything in Georgia is banjo music. And there's a bunch of swass down there. Isn't Atlanta okay? I don't know. I've only been through there once. I feel like, all right, here, here's the thing. Most of Michigan is terrible. Yeah. Most of Georgia is terrible. You should move in with other people. Yeah. See if there's another state you can go to. We got a message from Aaron and Aaron says, so let me get this straight. You would leave if you saw a dude busting out a turd into the urinal. What dates are you guys in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Hope to see you there. We will be at Skepticon in Australia. We will in uh, November. In November. It's on the 17th, 18th, 18th and 19th. Right? Yeah. The 18th and the 19th, yeah. I think is when it is. 17th is that Friday before. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I think it might start that Friday evening. But we'll have more more clarity on all this stuff that's going to be happening, when our show's going to be happening. We'll be down there with the GAM scathing crew. They'll be doing their own show. We'll be hanging out with them, I'm sure, for a lot of it. There's going to be a bunch of great people there, so check it out. Um, get your tickets soon. And uh, and if you're a fan of the show, please come. Because <laughs> we want to fill the room up with people who like the show. And I, I, I will say this. They're going to put us on the stage there. And, man, if they've never heard the show... They're going to hear it now. Ooh, that's going to be rough. Yeah, so it's going to be great. If you like the show and you're in Australia, we'd love to meet you. I got a message from, uh, this is from a music connoisseur. A triggered the, hipster uh, is the, the title uh, of this email. Of the uh, homosexual variety. <laughs> he says, and, and that's that's his own admission, not yeah. mine. I'm not just saying right. that because yeah. he is. I'm saying 
Uh, he says it's pronounced bone ever, not bon Iver. We'll I've only that. ever heard one song and it was a remake of someone else's song. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure. So I don't know anything about him, but, uh, but I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to disparage bone ever. We got a message from Matt and Matt, uh, Matt sent us a message before he was going to come to the States, maybe visit us. He hadn't had an opportunity. He's from Australia. He was hoping he could catch us while we were in Australia at Skepticon. He's not going to be there. So Matt, we're going to miss you, but have fun in Antarctica. I want to say this real quick, Matt, honestly, one of my absolute dreams when we started the show a long time ago was to have our voices heard on every continent across the world. The idea that you are listening to this show in Antarctica. It's cool. Pleases me to yeah. absolutely no end. It yeah. absolutely, that's it. Yeah. Our fucking stupid ass voices have now been heard yeah. on every continent on the goddamn globe. And I, I could not be happier. Yeah. That actually, that actually filled a small dream of mine. Yeah. So thank you for yeah. listening to the show. Sorry, we can't run into you. Yeah. We got a message from Declan and Declan says, I'm catching up on last week's episode. Guys, you are seriously flattering yourselves if you think that people listening to your show have a ball movement every day. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. True. Yeah. We have another super deluxe. This is so good. This is from uh this is from a happy patron. Oh my gosh, this is Pat Robertson interviewing Donald Trump and it's so surreal. It's so that's bizarre. That super deluxe guy does a great job. Yeah. We should we should try to get him on the show. We should. Oh, so so funny. That so would, funny. That's worth doing. We yeah, should. so funny. We should look to see if we can get him on the show. But uh very, very funny. So we want to thank uh Eli Bosnick for joining us tonight. Do we really want to thank Eli? Uh, Eli Bosnick like is part of the, uh, the super group that is Citation Needed. And he's also part of uh Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and the Skeptocrat, as well as his own blog. We'll put links to all that on this week's show notes. Thanks, Eli, for joining us. Uh, patrons got an extended cut of that. Um, but, uh, but we wound up getting a lot of tape out of Eli. We had a long conversation. Uh, so thank you, Eli, for joining us. He really did a great job. Yeah. It was a pleasure to talk to him. Don't tell him I said that. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the skeptics creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, 
and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.